Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jabroni Drive. On this week's episode, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles returns, MJF, LA Knight, the U.S. Tournament, Logan Paul, R-Truth, and Judgment Day, Creed Brothers, Miz Will this be the greatest episode of Jabroni Drive? I think so. Timmy! What do you got to say to all the Schmidt Lavellites out there? Tom, I think I'm just going to stick to my guns. Just listen to this podcast. Just too sweet. And when you listen to Jabroni Drive, you're going to be a Jabroni over. I, I love it! <laughs> Timmy. I think that has become, and I know we're we're ripping off the uh, the NWO boys, but that has to be the new slogan for Jabroni Drive. When you listen to Jabroni Drive, you're a Jabroni for life, and we appreciate you listening out there. And if you're not already doing it, now's the time. We say it every week. If you aren't already doing it, give us that subscribe, that follow, that share. Go on to YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, give us that subscribe, follow, maybe throw in a notification. Let it let you know when new videos or new new content's out. You can go give it a listen and 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 comment, like, share, whatever it is. Interact with us. We got big things coming up. If you're listening now, a big event. January 27th, the Royal Rumble at Graham's Pub will be having a live show followed by the Royal Rumble Watch Party. It's going to be an epic time, expecting a big turnout, a lot of energy. If you're looking for a place to go watch the Royal Rumble, Graham's Pub, January 27th, we will be there. Who knows what could happen? Maybe uh, maybe I'll go through a table. I don't even know what's going to happen that day. Timmy, are you excited for the Royal Rumble? Yeah, there's there's a couple people that have already declared themselves for the Royal Rumble, which I didn't know was a thing that you could do. Felt like you needed to earn your way into the Rumble. I, people are just coming out and being like, I'm in. It's like, oh, okay. There will be people that have to earn their way in. But yeah, I guess the big guys just come out and say, hey, I'm Cody Rhodes. I'm in the Royal Rumble. You yeah, know what I, I mean? The, I mean, we can all figure it out, but it's just funny. Like, what if? What if just like random people just started showing up? You know, like, yeah, it's the boogeyman. What What are you doing here? I'm I'm in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> what are you talking? About? Yeah. What are hey, you talking what? about? Yeah, you don't even work here. Yeah, <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah, JBL, um, you've been retired for a while. You can't get in the Royal Rumble, you <laughs> Jo. Um, no, it's 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 Adam Copeland of- comes crawling back. Please let me yeah. in the Royal Rumble. I'm literally wrestling in front of nobody. <laughs> I'll do uh, anything. <laughs> I think it'll shape up to be a good one. There's always, you see, like, the, with the thing with the Rumble is that every year they always have, like, a wrinkle where there's someone from the past that they bring in. I think the last time we watched it, I think Booker T came in last yes, year. Yes, he did last year. You're right. Uh, which is funny. But, yeah, there's always a surprise entrant. Um out of nowhere i was watching um what's his name card uh card oh my god what's his name he wrestled 
seen a ton. He was he was just on the Chris Van Valet show. Um, Who is Cardona, that? Matt Cardona. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt and Cardona, yeah. I mean, he looks like he's in great shape. Um, but I'm not sure if there's any, you know, talk about bringing him back at all. But woo woo like, woo. He seemed like he had a pretty solid uh, WWE career, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of those guys that kind of made himself and he wasn't getting, I don't think, the spotlight that he wanted and decided to do the indie scene and kind of change his character. He went to more of a hardcore, the king of the uh, the death match, the indie god, the hardcore champion, and he he kind of went away from the character that he was playing in WWE. I would love to have him back. Married to Chelsea Green, who is a smoke show. I do love Chelsea Green. She would be on my uh, one of my top lists of the female wrestlers out there right now. Um, but, but I uh, mean, besides besides like hard look, I I'm just naming like a random wrestler. Uh, yeah, it'd be great if they brought that back. Everyone knows like if they brought back to the Berserker for for a match, you know, that'd be fun. <laughs> well, you know what, Timmy, I think this is a great segue, and we're gonna make this our first topic now, and we're gonna get to the other stuff first, but. Recently in an interview, big-time free agent, and it had been rumored that he had signed with AEW, but MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, I'm better than you, than you know it, the current AEW world champion said, I've never lied, January 1st, 2024, when stuff like that gets leaked out, it makes me laugh because I remember something got leaked out about Cody Rhodes having secretly resigned, and then he showed up. Something got leaked out about CM Punk and Tony Khan are actually fine. I think fans leak out things that they want to be true. I love AEW. I want to stay in AEW. After this pay-per-view, it's time to assess the situation. And that's on the rumors that MJF has not signed with AEW. There's a pay-per-view for AEW coming up in a couple days. Maybe we will see Maxwell Jacob Freeman in the Royal Rumble. I'm going to say no, and this is why. We've discussed at length on this show the amount of talent that is in WWE. MJF is the world champion in AEW. He's the guy. He's the top. He comes over to WWE... He's not going to be the top, at least not right away, and it's going to be a long road for him. And does he want to be a, and I don't want to say mid-carder, he could be a, a a main event talent that doesn't get the the number one spot at WrestleMania. Is he going to be okay with not closing the show at WrestleMania, at SummerSlam, at Royal Rumble? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing to bring in top-tier talent from another company uh, and then thrust them into what would be, you know, title contention. And you have so many guys right now that are just so worthy of, of those spots that it, it's just hard to assess and bring in like how hard, hard to assess where he would, he would fit in um, to be honest. And Dude, like even with like the intercontinental, like look, if you would assess the belts, right? You would say the three biggest belts on the roster are the the intercontinental title, and then 
both the heavyweight titles, right? The universal and, and world heavyweight. So those are your three belts, right? So right now you have Gunther who's held it for over, I, I don't even know what the time year is. Year and now. a half. Year and a half. You have the longest reign in intercontinental history, intercontinental yep. belt history. Yep. You have um, Seth Rollins, who's the first person to hold this title and has held it since its, its inaugural. Um, yeah. The longest reigning heavyweight. <laughs> but yes, he's the only one that's held this belt. You're right. And Roman Reigns, we all know his story. So with Roman Reigns, you know, he's given other people a shot, but like it's mostly been between Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, um, you know, and then you you had LA Knight get a shot at it, right? Who else has had a Jay shot? Uso. Jay Uso. But it, it just those are your top tier talent right there. And then you look at the, the intercontinental title and what Gunther has done with it. And the, the, the most recent individuals that he's wrestled for that title in Miz and in um, Alpha Academy, what's his name? Chad Gable, Chad Gable. Like these two guys have, have like just completely like overperformed. Right. Like they're just, and company they, guys that have been yeah. there for a long time. And then and with Seth Rollins now, I mean, you have Drew McIntyre, who has just signed with the WWE and is on the verge probably of winning that title, depending on how it goes. And uh, maybe you could throw him into the fold there. I don't know. But it like Gunther eventually is going to give up that title. He's going to have to move up into that world world title heavyweight champion discussion. Um, I just Miz is con- completely outperformed. You got AJ Styles that has just can't come back. Randy to- Orton, CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys, there's just so many individuals that are so talented. And then, like, I'm leaving out Logan Paul with the U.S. title, and that reign has just started. And I'm assuming that that is going to take off with each and every defense that that he has. Um, so it's just it's hard to see where he fits in now. Granted, I, I think the WWE isn't going to look at it and go, yeah, like he's not going to fit into the picture. No, like they'll they find a spot for him. Yeah, if they have an opportunity to sign MJF, they they will do everything they can to bring him on board because he is that good. Um, right. And he's better than you, and you know it. <laughs> I guess the big question is, is he going to be okay with not being the guy for well, the foreseeable future, I mean, it, I I would imagine it's going to take him a couple years to even start sniffing, really being the main event, the heavyweight champion. You know, well, at least a year. Look, when you get into this business, Tom, what is the ultimate goal? Stone Cold, you're right. Always says to be the heavyweight champion. You want to be the guy finishing, closing out WrestleMania, the main event the man if you're not trying to do that then what are you doing that's what stone cold always used to say that's what punk says main event at wrestlemania is the number one goal of every wrestler in the world and i don't know why individuals like uh uh who's the dude that just got hurt um in AEW. uh the guy that just got hurt in AEW. jericho's tight his, his partner the guy started AEW. came over from w uh from japan oh uh can't wait, Kenny Omega. Omega, like Kenny Omega, for some reason he's been like this, yeah, this unheard of wrestler that has wrestled in New Japan for all these years, and for some reason he's just never gone to the WWE. 
by choice? I don't know. Like maybe, but I mean, it's weird that like if, if he's supposed to be one of the best wrestlers of like well, alive, I think they right see now, the writing on the wall. You know, I think that's they part could. of the reason why Adam Cole went over there too, because he was the main guy in NXT and he knew that if he got called up to the main roster, he was going to be in Johnny Gargano, uh, Tommaso Ciampo territory. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. are guys that were the stars there that would probably be stars over and that's, you know, I think that's why Moxley left. I think that's why Daniel Bryan left Jericho. They all are like, well, I'm not going to be the main event here. Mm. So I'm going over there. I think Jericho is a different story. I think he just gets bored and I think he needs something different, right? Like Jericho has been, I thought he was a main star over here. Like he's done so many good things. Um, yeah, I think he just has creative differences with where he, his character should go. And like, he, he'll always be a top town. I think he's established himself as, as that over the years, like Moxley, like all these journeyman guys that have, um, yeah, I've had a shot and then just seemed to fumble it away. Like Daniel Bryan, like he had a title run for a little bit. Um, the crowd loved him. He was hot, right, for a while. It just feels like, you know, he had that injury and then he had to go away. Like these guys that don't, it seems like they can't cut it in the WWE or they can't figure it out, you know, seem to, to go away. Like, right. And you know what? They used to be the blame was creative. And Vince is out of touch, and I, that's that's true, partly true. That excuse is gone now. You mm. can't say, "Oh, these guys are out of touch," and they they because the product, it, you can't deny it. Yeah. The people at the top right now are cream of the crop, top of the top of the world. Drew McIntyre is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Doesn't even hold a title, you know. So, <laughs> I can't imagine someone coming over and saying, "Hey, Drew." We're gonna push you aside for this guy, you know, with with the performances that he's been putting on lately. Yeah, and there's a way that you can build up your credibility and your star without holding the title. I mean, look at Logan Paul. Take a look at what what he's done. Look at L.A. Knight. I mean, L.A. Knight has yet to hold a title, and he's one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE, right? Um, so. The way I see it is, yeah, he can come over. I think he can create his brand. He's loud enough. He is great on the mic. He doesn't need coaching like Jade Cargill did when she came over. Um, I think he's ready to go. He's a ready superstar that you can sign on day one, at day one, and have him in the Rumble you know, by the 27th, ready to rock, dude. It just... uh would that be awesome if his music hits it? I mean, that would be a big pop, dude. Big yeah, pop. Sure would. And look, we've seen now in the past, in, in the recent months, that Triple H is not afraid to make that big splash, right? Like, he is not afraid to pull the trigger, not afraid to bring guys back, right, that have had their opportunity here um, or in the WWE, Um so it would be it would be fun to see that come to fruition. I don't I don't know if I feel like the same way you do. I, I more likely than not, more not than likely for MJF to show up at at, at uh, Rumble. But if he comes in, I th they will find a spot for him and he will be relevant in WWE. I I do tend I, I made this comparison before. It's difficult for wrestlers sometimes to make that transition, like like a Taz who's the dominant 
force that he was over, you know, in ECW and then WWE brought him over. You know, they, they launched his career and he was a complete dud. Right. And, and it's a different beast in WWE. When we talk about the size of these guys, a Drew McIntyre is what six five, two sixty, can do the 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 kickups and everything you want. You're going against a Brock Lesnar and Omos and stuff like that. And Cody Rhodes recently talked about in an interview MJF and how he's noticed that he is bulked up and put on some size and how he's impressed with that because when you come over to WWE, you're going to be going against a Roman Reigns, a Brock Lesnar, a Drew McIntyre. And you have to look the part. And I, Tim, I think you're right on, man. MJF, we would love to see him in WWE. He would totally be irrelevant right into a major storyline. I'm just wondering if the idea of him not being the top guy, if he can handle that for a little while. Because I just don't see it. It can't happen right away. I but just, look, his, his story is just so relevant from when he started. You know, from calling it, calling Cody Rhodes and, and trying to get on that first, you know, that first pay-per-view and eventually, you know, knocking down the door to finally get on that pay-per-view and to build him up, himself up to where he's at right at this moment. I mean, if you're looking at it from, from that perspective, there's only one other place to go to be, right? Like, he's climbing that ladder. Right. I mean, why Maybe stop? he says, I need to do, I've already done this. I need yeah. to do that now. And maybe yeah. it'll take him a couple years, but Yeah. I mean, he's still young. He's still I think he's 30 years old or something. No, like that. not even, dude. He's like 25. Is he? Yeah, he's young. I mean, I let me look it up real quick. And sorry you can you can keep going while I look it up, but yeah, I, I want to say he's he's really young. No, I mean that's and <laughs> if you want to I know people are so tired of the finishing the story, like you know, mantra that everyone seems to be following in the WWE right now. But I mean, that, that is something that I think is appealing to most wrestlers and especially a guy like him at the top of his game, where he has, where he is right now could be such a addition for him. And, um, you know, it, it gives him more relevancy than, than to be, yeah, at the AEW. Like, like, I mean, he has to see the writing on the wall when he he's looking and he sees, yeah, Edge and yeah, Christian down there, and like they've done everything that he's done that he hasn't done. You know, like right. these guys are on the roster, and he's wrestling these guys, and he's like, shit, like th this dude's already had two careers, you know, and I'm still on my first. Like, I need to go to where they were. Like, they've seen, they've wrestled in front of seventy thousand people. They've wrestled WrestleMania. They've highlighted. You know, show upon shows. They they've done one of the greatest tag team matches in history. The they they become trendsetters, and now they're they're at their end of their careers. And and yeah, you get me gonna... fired up, Timmy. I think MJF might start saying, "I need to." This is the main goal. Yeah, every wrestler in the world, like you said, wants to main event WrestleMania. MJF will come over. He'll be very relevant. And 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 like we've talked with CM Punk. Another guy that you can throw right into a lot of storylines. He obviously has a history with Cody Rhodes, and it would be really cool to see him. Just looked it up. MJF is 27 years old. So, man. Right in, right in his prime. I mean, and he'll, he'll come with a big price tag because, you know, he, 
he demands that much. I think, uh, you Absolutely. know, I, I've only ran, I've only watched a few of his matches, but he's relevant. He's at the top of his game. He's going to be in this industry for quite some time, whether he stays with AEW or not. Um, I think eventually he's going to make a jump at some point. I don't know when that is. I think at the age of 27 is, is a perfect time for him to do it because they're eventually going to take these belts off these guys. And if he comes over now, I don't think Reigns is going to hold on to the belt for another two years or three years or anything like that. I think it's, I think there's going to be a time, a wave here with the WWE where these belts not change as often as they did when, when it was, you know, back in the attitude hour where it was every other, every other week, it was switching hands, but um, even more the ruthless aggression era, I would say too, like, you know, Randy Orton and Cena have held it so long, so many times where back in the day, Stone Cold, I think is a six time champion taker, maybe like a five, you know? So they really started flip flopping and, it's good they got away from that. Sorry to cut you. I know what you're saying. So I'm sorry no, to... no, so I mean, I just think that you know, now would probably be a, a good time to get involved and get in the mix. Um because be there's awesome. gonna be yeah, there's gonna be a lot of guys that are that are candidates to to put the strap on and MJF would certainly be there within the mix. Absolutely. So MJF, we'll see where that goes. Maybe he shows up at the Royal Rumble, and like we said before. Big Royal Rumble party. If you're listening to this now, that's going to be at Graham's Pub on January 27th. More details coming out as the show gets closer. Going to be a great time. We hope to see you there. Jabroni Drive, live from Graham's Pub. It's going to be a Royal Rumble. I don't know. I like. Yeah, no, I like that. I like Thank that. you. Yeah, I just came. It's going to be a Royal Rumble. You like that? I just came up with that. It's catchy. So, Timmy. Another return this week on SmackDown. Big return from Mr. AJ Styles. He comes out. Dude, this guy looks awesome. I have not seen him look this ripped. I was talking to someone about that, and they were saying that he's on steroids. He They, they were thinking that Randy Orton and AJ Styles are on steroids. There's this treatment now. Oh, you're low on testosterone. They give you a boost, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about all that. I was like, wow, okay, I never even thought about that. Dude looks great. Does he not look jacked? And we've talked about his haircut in the past and how it looks goofy and stuff like that, but he looked okay out there today or out there this past week. And they're saying this character is like a lone wolf type of character that he's had in the past. I I loved it, his his kind of new gimmick coming out. What do you think of the return of AJ Styles? Love. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> If you remember this, he came back. I think this is his second comeback in the last year, I believe, because he right. Was, and the, the last time they brought him back, he didn't get any. He got like the weird music and like he yeah. It was like it was, an it was a terrible comeback. Yeah. Um. This time, I think they did it right, Timmy. Uh, if they, I could just cut you off, he came back and they brought him out with the OC. They well, didn't even play his music. It was like yeah. wait. Is that AJ Styles? Yeah. Like, that was bad. That was yeah. bad booking right there. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was Vince still meddling. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> maybe. But at, the, but at this point, we're we're sitting here and we're we're talking about AJ Styles. And that's why I brought him up within that that title contender, because he comes in. Um, yeah, and and he 
attacks Roman Reigns. He hits him with the flying forearm or the uh, what's it called? The phenomenal forearm. Well, the pheno- phenomenal forearm, and uh, it, it just sets things in motion. And it, yeah, you hear his music, and no one knows where he's coming from. And it's like, yeah, there was speculation that he was coming back. I wish that would stop, though. I really wish that would stop. It's impossible I, now, you know. I, I know, but but tough. like the pops would be so much. I know, bigger, and people would just be like so caught off, like where all of a sudden, like you hear that music, you're like, "Holy shit!" Um, it's really a chore for WWE and all of professional wrestling to keep things under wraps. It's difficult to do because there's so many reporters and Twitter and Instagram and everything. It just it it gets leaked and stuff like that. Well, it's funny because I was texting. Yeah, the lion, and I was texting HJB because HJB had the inside scoop, as he always does. He's our, yeah, he's our social media expert. He's got um, his ear to the ear to the to the street, you know. He, he's got it. And uh, just to be clear, there is only one HJB. The other HJB does not exist. There, there is, is no other HJB, as Roman Reigns would say. There is only one. <laughs> you know what? It's almost like. Do you remember back in the day? when diesel and undertaker they had the fake diesel and the fake razor ramon (laughs) it's almost like that with the other hjb you know it's like it's not it's not real there's only one hjb and there's only going to be one hjb for the foreseeable future we might throw some jabronis in the mix so so he's he's sitting there tweeting while he's telling us that aj styles is coming back and it's towards the end of the show and I'm shooting text messages off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, great call on the AJ Styles. And but like in the back of your head, there's still like 10 minutes left, and you're like, you could still could pop out at some point here. So you're kind of expecting it. And then sure enough, his music hits and he comes out and and then he attacks LA Knight. Um, I like I like that angle with LA Knight because you mentioned this before we started the show, is that you feel like LA Knight's losing some relevancy um, with the return of CM Punk. And- right. And so maybe that, uh, let me just pose the question and you keep going. The question was, Timmy, who has, who is going to lose the most from the return of CM Punk? And we both kind of nominated LA Knight because he was on such a meteoric rise. And now all of a sudden, Punk returns. And it's kind of like LA Knight is. An afterthought, you know, he was maybe at one point the odds on winner of the Royal Rumble with some in some circles. So now where does he go? It seems like they're doing a thing with AJ Styles. Timmy, is he the biggest loser on the return of CM Punk? And maybe talk more about the angle. No, no. So I, I don't think he's that at all. I think he's benefited, honestly, more um, because he's being. If you look at where he's at right now, LA Knight, there is no more mid-card bullshit that he's being tossed to. Like he's the I mean, I think his last like five or six opponents have been Sol Sokoa, Roman Reigns, uh Miz. Miz, right? Like now AJ Styles. Yeah. It, it's just one superstar after the next. He's not you know, he's not wrestling uh fucking... Tazawa or yeah, you know yeah. Ivar. Right. Like so he is No offense to those guys. We love them. 
Yeah, and he's tagging with Randy Orton. He's in the mix there. Like, he's doing these six-man tag teams with Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. Like, there is no, you know, there's nothing that, that's keeping it, preventing him from, from where he's going. Um, and this is just another uh, another step in the right direction, I think, with uh, AJ Styles coming back. Yeah, maybe AJ Styles doesn't like it because – you know, he, he probably didn't know who L.A. Knight was before he left, and now he's back and he's in the midst of this, this L.A. Knight feud, um, which is probably going to take place. I don't know why or, or how. but Maybe but. that's why. Why did A.J. Styles attack L.A. Knight? Well, Tom, if if we learned anything. Very similar to why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Uh, we yeah, will not I, get an explanation on it. And, I and hope who are we get you an explanation even, on Who are you even to ask, Tom? Who are that you kind of ask? question. Uh, yeah, it's... Well, I mean, hopefully there's, there's going to be some sort of, like, storyline that builds this. Because, like, with, with Brock Lesnar, no one knows what Brock Lesnar is going to do ever. So the unpredictability of Brock Lesnar can... You could probably you know script that as just like hey that's that's what brock does he just attacks people but that's like, what they did i mean yeah. that was basically the story we got with cody so with aj styles he's more of a calculated guy he's more of a he seems more of like a company guy right like so i mean maybe they'll follow this the 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 traditional script here and give us a whole backstory on it and and why it happened but um I'm looking forward to it. Like they don't really match up that well in terms of athleticism in the ring. Cause I know AJ is, is more of a high flyer. He does. Well, sometimes more... that's a good thing. When you think yeah. about like a Shawn Michaels undertaker, different styles, but in the ring, they matched up so well. Sometimes opposites attract, if that makes sense. So LA Knight, especially with a guy like AJ styles, who is a high flyer and a little bit smaller that can help LA Knight look very good. And AJ Styles has a career of making guys look great. Cause, you know, it's not as hard to lift him. He's a little bit, he's not as heavy, you know, and he can jump higher and stuff like that. So LA Knight can get all his moves and look great. And same thing, vice versa. Yeah. AJ Styles can fly around and really make things look great. So I, I think it's a great, a great matchup with those two. I, I love it. And, uh- as we're talking, when we're thinking about people maybe that are losing the most because of the CM Punk return, another name that popped in my head is Sami Zayn. He's over on Monday Night Raw. He's kind of now been injured and kind of put off to to the side. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of names here. He was kind of someone that was fighting to be in the main event and has had his run. And maybe he falls off a little bit now because the CM Punk is on that Monday Night Raw roster. There's a lot of names there to go to the top with Seth Rollins, Gunther, Drew McIntyre, you know, whomever. I would add in, I would in, add in the other guy. Yeah, you, your go-to too as well is Austin Theory. Um, yeah. He's he's getting buried uh, quickly. And just with the addition of CM Punk, I mean, I know he's not on um, Raw or anything like that, but he just seems to be an afterthought at this point. Um, And then just to go back to the AJ Styles thing, too. um, If what the WWE is trying to do, like this lone wolf thing, right? And 
it just comes to my head right now. If he is this this new heel that you're trying to push on everybody, I mean, what what better guy to to attack than LA Knight? Like he's the hottest guy in the game. People love him. You know, they'll hate AJ more if you know he comes out and and he attacks LA Knight. So Great and the, and they had that whole thing, yeah, you know, in the ring where they're fighting off all these guys and. You know, Randy Orton's in the ring, and and he's always – he's never been – well, he's done the heel thing, but you just never know where he's at. He's always, like, in the <laughs> Even mix. that look he gave him was classic. Where he looked at him, he sees him, he goes, he goes, okay, like, <laughs> is that what you're doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a great yeah. look by Orton. Such a cla- – like, such a pro, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they're doing – look, they're fighting off the bloodline. And that's probably part of it too. Why he came out like with the bloodline. So he hits Roman Reigns, and everyone thinks everything's right with the world. And then he turns on LA Knight, which yeah, was more of like a anti-hero, right? So yeah, hey, um, a lot of things going on. That's very exciting, and that's going to segue right into our next thing. Hey, guess who showed up to Friday Night SmackDown? Your undisputed champion. The tribal chief, he comes out. He starts cutting a promo. It's always big energy when he's in the crowd, the uh, in the in attendance, and people can cheer and go against him. And you get Paul Heyman handing him the microphone. I love seeing him out there. It was good. Um, it's set up. He 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 set up the thing. I don't know where they're going with this storyline. I really think it was a huge fumble. When we go back to SummerSlam and Jimmy Uso turning on Jay, I know that was the thing that was doing. Jimmy Uso's character is still developing. It's just not hitting for me right now. Um, he obviously says the next in line is Solo Sokoa, and that was like a big thing to to Jimmy and kind of cutting him out of the thing. But why would he be the next in line? He he super kicked. Roman, he betrayed Roman and then eventually came back and helped. And there was no real explanation on that. So it was a silly explanation at least. So I'm not like really digging that whole character, but it set up Orton challenged Roman Reigns. And it looks like we're getting Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton at Royal Rumble, which I'm excited to see that. You got two class names. That's definitely main event um, material right there. We'll see where that leads, Timmy. Anything, uh, anything you want to talk about with that, or uh, I just, I just have so much frustration with, with the whole Roman Reigns thing. Um, yeah, we, uh, I think I tweeted him. <laughs> I think I showed you. That <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I just Nothing better him. than like having a couple of drinks and tweeting at a wrestler like, uh, yeah. like well, wake, welcome back, you know, you showed up a part time or whatever. What did you say? I, oh, I said I something about it. I said he's been on like work comp for the yeah. entire year. He's worked one day. Yeah, you know, he, he gets the welcome back or some shit like that. Yeah. I forget forget what I the PLE one day, more like day or day one, more like one day of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just annoying because you can't build anything around this guy who's holding the most prestigious title in the in the game. I dude, I can go and rants about this every time we do the show, Tom, and it, it's 
it's not going to be fun. So yeah, uh, just, can I say something real quick on that? And I'll throw it back to you, Timmy. I, the more I'm seeing online, and I don't know what they're doing with this. I keep hearing about Hogan's record. How much Hogan? How long Hogan held the title? Hogan held the title. Roman could surpass him in September. September. Roman Reigns will hold have held the title longer than Hulk Hogan. He will then officially have the longest title reign since Hulk Hogan. He's not going to take over Bruno San Martino because that's just crazy. I mean, if they're going to do six years of Roman Reigns, I don't know. But I'm thinking that the reason we are not seeing him on TV as much is because out of sight, out of mind, and next thing you know, all this time, time just goes by. Holy crap, we're close to that record now. You know, you get him in the in a couple of the major PLEs and some storylines. He gets through, and next thing you know, we're at September of next year, and he's going to break Hulk Hogan's record. And I wonder if that's part of the reason why we're not seeing him as much, is if it's a calculated WWE thing, out of sight, out of mind, we'll have him at Rumble, we'll have him at Mania, we'll have him at, you know, SummerSlam. He breaks the record. I don't know if if that's if that's their end goal is what I'm saying. I wonder if that is their end goal to break the Hogan streak. I guess I'm curious as to when do like what what do they decide when when do they decide? Hey, we're gonna keep the belt on Roman for another year. Like, is this something that in the very beginning that they go? Roman Reigns is our guy. We're going to ride this out for three years. Let's see what where it takes us, and then we'll revisit it after three years. Or do they go, the momentum is is hot with this guy right now. Like, he's held it for a year and a half. Let's let's go till the end of the year and see where it takes us, and then we'll, we'll revisit it and see. Like, because I've seen stories where guys – yeah, change plans in the middle of the ring, in the middle of the match, and then yeah, someone gets put over, right? Like the guy that gets put over for for beating Roman Reigns is gonna be epic. Like this epic. is gonna this is gonna be like the biggest moment on in wrestling TV for quite some time, man. Like it's so like that person's gotta be the next guy, right? Like he's gotta, he's gotta be. be Hogan got to be stone cold he's got to be like who else could it be yeah oh man that's a crazy thought like even now but even if you get him to breaking hogan's record who the hell are you gonna start is it i mean is it cody is cody rhodes the guy that when you think about because initially when you're saying that i start thinking well they not only have to be a superstar in the WWE, you have to be a global, like Hulk Hogan was global. Stone Cold Steve Austin was global. You know what I mean? These guys are the people that everyone knew. Like to take over this character, you need someone that you like, it can't be someone that's going to leave for AEW in a year. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be some, can't be Bret Hart. Exactly. It can't be someone that like, it has to be someone that you know is going to stick around. Like, man, who the hell could that be? I guess yeah. we're going off on a thing right now, but <laughs> no, no, it's it's cool to think about because I mean, the reality is that 
it's going to be it's I, in my opinion i think it happens soon i think it happens this year um i just don't know who exactly that is and they better get it right dude they really cuz this is going to be a once like they built this up so much that they need it to be perfect execution on this that goes over. And honestly, I thought I thought the Jey Uso thing would have been awesome. I thought that would have been a really cool dynamic to do that. Um, not not that that would have long term success with him holding on to it. Maybe maybe Reigns wins it back. You know, after you know. Then like a, he holds it for a month, and then Roman gets his rematch, and he wins it back, right? Something like that. That is something I could sustain more than some bullshit dude taking them down, right? Yeah, you know? like I would, I'd be okay with that, rather than like a Sami Zayn winning it. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, there were so many people calling for Sami Zayn to win it last year, and you know it just wasn't the right decision. And but see. With him not winning it last year, this is what we get with Roman only showing up every so often. And I'm 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 guessing the reason they're, like they're doing that is to just have him hold it longer and longer and longer out of sight, out of mind. Okay, next thing you know, I mean, we we're thinking about WrestleMania like it's far away. It's right around the corner. You know what I mean? And we'll be there, and then you'll throw another hundred days onto Roman Reigns' title reign, and it's like, man, this guy's at. 1200 days he's right around the corner from beating uh you know hulk hogan so we could just we could go that little bit further oh it's crazy to think about and then whoever the guy is that they decide to take the belt will be a made man for his career but it was good to have him back it's always great to have a tribal chief on the show and i'm really looking forward to the the build and the match uh Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. I think it's going to be a, a classic and uh, a great match to see. So let's jump into something, and I and I want to highlight this. I want to talk about the U.S. Uh, title tournament. We had a couple matches last week, and let's we're going to get into those. But I want to talk about something they did that I wish they did with Roman Reigns. They had the matches, and as the matches were going and about to start. You get a little video from Logan Paul talking about each one of these wrestlers, talking shit, saying this and that. This is something that they should be doing with Roman Reigns. It doesn't have to be him talking about different wrestlers or whatever. Give us another two-minute video every other week or so of Roman Reigns doing whatever. He could be out living like the tribal chief, you know, eating, uh, you know, like steaks on a beach and, uh, you know, people doing the whatever it is that the tribal chief does. Just keep that character around so that he's on TV and the relevance and you see him. And it's not like people can say, well, we haven't seen Roman Reigns in forever. If you put him on in these little videos, every like like they're doing with Logan Paul, I think that I'd appreciate that. But let's get into some of the matches. You get to see Carmelo Hayes on the main roster against um, Grayson Waller. Timmy, what do you think of Melo out there? Did you, did you like what you saw? And uh the fact that he he won his match, um, agile like he's he's good in the ring. Like I've seen him wrestle a few times now. Uh, I think it was a good a good opponent to match up with. Uh, dude, I'll tell you what though, during that match, Waller did some crazy ass move off the off the turnbuckle, like where he puts his head behind his knee. Yeah, that that was 
like awesome. That that should be his finishing move. <laughs> Maybe, than, yeah. I mean, other than the rolling thunder from inside outside the ring, like I think that's stupid. Uh, and Waller's haircut is stupid. I, I think <laughs> dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. And I don't know. He they they stopped doing the Waller effect. I haven't seen a Waller effect in a little while now. Um, that was the best part of his character. And yeah, he's doing man. this thing with Austin Theory, who's a loser now. Um, I don't know. I, I expected Carmelo Hayes to win that once he was announced. Uh, and I think he's – who's he facing now? Kevin Owens. I believe it's yeah, yeah. Carmelo Hayes versus Kevin Owens. Owens' hand's still injury. I want to talk about that uh, That match, Kevin Owens versus um, Austin Theory. That match was awesome. That match had everything. They were doing – all types of stuff, storytelling, sp- high spots, different, uh, you know, power lifting maneuvers. There was false finishes. It was a long match. It it was a great match from start to finish. I really enjoyed that match. Kevin Owens, one of the best in the business, and it really showed out. Those two guys together are money. I really enjoyed that match. Kevin Owens obviously moving on and will face Carmelo Hayes. Is Carmelo Hayes beat Kevin Owens? I don't think so. I don't um, think so either. I'm thinking there's some interference that happens in this one. Yeah, it, it could it could go that way. Uh not I in just, like maybe Waller and, and Theory come out to try to screw up Kevin Owens and they accidentally take out Mello or something like that and cost him the match, you know, and yeah, backfires. Yeah, I in no way I do I see if Carmelo wins, it won't be clean. I mean, you, you can't have him come up and pin KO clean unless KO agrees to that and says, you know, a young fellow, I'm putting you over. Uh, you know, I, I just can't see that happening. But I, I'm trying to think of the best matchup for for Logan Paul. And we saw that kind of little interaction between KO and and Logan Paul in the in the back of SmackDown where KO was wearing the uh, Rey Mysterio shirt, I think he had on and uh, yeah, there was a little bit of an interaction there. So I think that's where they're heading with this, which is fine by me because I would love, again, you talk about two different styles. Um, you know, KO gets a little crazy sometimes with the way he, he performs, but um, it'll be an interesting matchup between those two, and it'll be awesome to watch, I think, uh, to get those two in the ring for the U.S. title. Yep. So that's moving forward. So you got KO versus Carmelo Hayes, and you've got Bobby Lashley versus Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. So the winners of those matches will move on to face in the finals, and the winner of that will then face Logan Paul. Ooh, Two ooh, good matches way, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, uh, did we talk about the Dragon Lee match? The Dragon Lee Santos Escobar match? That was a cool match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cool. I, I honestly, Santos Escobar, his character, as the heel now is much better than it was as a LWO baby face, whatever it was they were trying to yeah. do. It's much better. I wouldn't have him beat Bobby Lashley though. Maybe they're going to have him beat Lashley. I don't know. Um, it's kind of like, I think right now the, the Lashley street profits, Grayson Waller, Austin theory, these guys are, are losing until, you know, we get past a WrestleMania and you see, 
down the line. Their story, their stories aren't going to kick in. Maybe Lash, we'll see what happens with Lashley. But I feel like these guys are kind of taking their losses now, similar to like Judgment Day last year that just kept losing and losing and losing. And Seth Rollins the year before losing, losing, losing. You know, it's just sometimes you you gotta you gotta go through it until your storylines are gonna kick in, and we'll see where that goes. But Dragon Lee now the uh, United States champion, and kudos to uh, or not the United States, the North American uh, NXT North American champion. Kudos to uh, Dominic Mysterio. That title was elevated. I, I was watching an interview this week, and it was brought up that he elevated that title. And that's not true. That it, it is true. He elevated the more North American NXT title, and it means a little bit more now in in NXT. And Dragon Lee is a uh, is an exciting wrestler to watch. Definitely that lucha style that uh, that is is. Something Rey Mysterio brought in is really fun to watch. So, I want to talk now about Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins and their promo that they cut on Monday Night Raw. Another great promo. Drew McIntyre. I loved how Seth brought up, I don't know what to think of Drew McIntyre because sometimes he says this, but his actions speak... Louder than his words, he shook my hand after he lost, said he was going to come back and fight his way, and he did it. But then he goes and does other things and, and this and that, and Drew was saying how he was appreciative. That took leadership to stand up to CM Punk and to say what he say, and then he just fucking puts a beat down on Seth. And that move, the Alabama slammer. Oh, my God, that was awesome. But another thing I wanted to mention, and me and the HJB, and I wonder if you noticed this too, Timmy. Seth had a little extra spring in his step. Did you see that suicide dive through the ropes, man? He flew like a missile through there. I haven't seen that since young Seth Rollins when he flies through at that velocity and and the the well, I guess just the velocity he got going through those ropes was pretty awesome to see. This feud is incredible. We're really looking forward to the HJB Arena in day one when we get to see that championship match. What do you think of the promo and everything that uh, the fallout from all of that promo was cool. He uh, drew got like very emotional, talked about his father and you know, talked about not seeing his family and being on the road and all this other shit. Uh, and it pulls it. It makes you want to pull for like drew, which is weird because like he's supposed to be this heel now. And you're like, fuck, I kind of want him to win. (laughs) We love Drew McIntyre. I mean, you can't deny Uh, this guy is just one of the best in the world. Yeah. So uh, he is, you talked about the rogue character earlier with, with AJ Styles. It's more, I think, you know, AJ's, I guess, building towards that. And that might be one of his things of the past, but Drew McIntyre is the rogue right now. He is the rogue agent that is unpredictable in his behavior. He has finally really has looked out for himself. And that's his agenda right now is he wants to take that title. He said he needs to take that title for his, his family and his, for his legacy. And um, I believe it. I believe it when he says it, um, and it it's it's got this this strange just like almost like 
uh, just really physical, like build to this match, like that there is going to be some harm done, right? Like it feels like it's almost, remember, I think I told you this, that like, I want it to be like a no holds barred, like type match. Like this has got to be something like fucking brutal where these guys really just have it out with each other. Um, well, no, I talked about that with him punk, and CM Punk. But whatever. Punk. Yeah, I I like what you're saying there. And I I love the his his line of I have to to justify all these things that I've missed, all this sacrifice that I've made. I have to justify it by winning this title and I will do whatever it takes. And just it's just it's the truth and it's great and it's incredible and his character He's himself, he's found this character and amplified it and is able to tell the stories at a such a high level. It's so awesome to see, and kudos to Drew McIntyre. I fucking love this guy. He is the best in the biz right now. He's so good. It's just, yeah. it's great to see every week. He knows how to build a match. He knows how to be in a match. He's a monster. He's got to show up to, uh, you know, SmackDown and and Raw whenever he wants. Or <laughs> he's whenever he's dude, he's awesome. Now it, it's uh yeah, it, it's gonna be a good build. Uh day one's gonna be really entertaining. And who knows, we might see some belt changes there too. Uh it's, it's the thing about with what with, with Triple H is doing with this roster is that you don't know when something is actually gonna go down. Like you think you might know, and that's probably years and years and years of Triple H being in the business. And he's probably had ideas in the past where, like, you know, he had to listen to what Vince has said and probably, you know, he had, look, I'm not saying Vince didn't know what the fuck he was doing because he obviously has made this company as profitable as it has been for as many years as it's been. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of times where Vince should have zigged when he zagged. Um, and I'm sure that Triple H had a lot of ideas in the past and now he's really – taking the reins and he's pushing his experience into the storylines and what he probably learned from Vince right over all those years and what he's seen fail and what he's seen work and now just making it almost a perfect kind of scenario here where he's getting the best of both worlds, the wrestling world and, and the, the, creative side of it too as well hey yes amen timmy you're right on with that and i want to reference an interview when vince mcmahon was on the pat mcafee show and he talked about when the business when wwe became a publicly traded company and if you watch that interview he talks about how his kind of thinking of the business changed it was about the money and, and not that it wasn't always a, like the money wasn't always a big thing, but you have stockholders now that you have to answer to and you are building and building and building and building where it kind of left off the storyline. He kicked that to the side and Triple H saw that he was there. He was probably as frustrated as anyone in these dark years. And I, I call them dark years where, you know, you weren't tuning in where, the casual fan wasn't tuning in as much and it was kind of out of touch 
it was definitely out of touch. And Triple H has that perfect blend of being able to be the most profitable the company's ever been and tell the storylines. I think he realized, hey, we'll be more profitable when the storylines are better. You can't just say we're going to throw in Brock Lesnar and it's going to be a home run. And not that he's not a huge draw and it won't be that, but if you have Brock Lesnar in a great story, even better, times 10. So Triple H, kudos to him, Timmy. I think you're right on with that. And it's just exciting time for WWE. We're totally looking forward to this day one PLE or Monday Night Raw and that title match. I'm hoping we see fireworks that night at the HJB Arena. We'll see. Maybe maybe the boys will cut a couple promos. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our truth and the judgment day. Oh, dude, I was actually going to ask you if we could we could touch on that a little bit because Absolutely. So we talked about it last week on how we thought it was a bit of a mistake that they ended this R Truth thing so quickly because R Truth is such a lovable character. He's he's so entertaining and so funny. And especially when you tie him in with that judgment day that's always trying to be so serious. We're the judgment day. We won Monday Night Raw. It almost makes Damian Priest more likable. And yeah. I think it's done wonders in this last week for Damian Priest. And so I'm so glad that he they brought him back into the fold and we're not done with our truth. And now he has that match with JD McDonough. And a quick shout out to JD McDonough. This dude sells like crazy. <laughs> he does, dude. He does. I like JD McDonough's matches. He makes our truth look like a million bucks. That match was hard hitting and great selling and a good story. He's R-Truth the modern comes out with the victory. Yes. He's the he's the modern day Spike Dudley. JD JD uh Yo, <laughs> that's, there's some parallels there right there. I agree. And now we have this storyline with R-Truth that I think endears you to, like, you can see that Damian Priest loves him. You know what I mean? And he's uh, trying to hold character, but he's smiling. So it makes Damian Priest much more likable. And if that turn does happen, where they kick him out of the Judgment Day, Damian Priest... It's going to be a much bigger story and better for business and better for Damien's character if our right. truth can make people love Damien and our truth. Not going to go that far yet. Um, it still needs to build. Um, this is what the greatest thing about wrestling is: is it's and I've said this a thousand times to my girlfriend, especially. <laughs> it's it's a soap opera for men, and. When, like in soap operas, so and so has uh, yeah, it's like the craziest storyline. And then like the next week, but wait, there's more, right? Like yeah. So like last week, we think that our truth angle is done, it's over with, and then they probably go, "Fuck, we didn't get a great response on that. We gotta write the ship here." And then our truth just come out with the Judgment Day and just say like, "Ah, it never happened." You know how about I mean? how about that shirt? That's great. It's, <laughs> it says all the guys that he, he yeah. writes stuff with Matt yeah. and our truth, you know, yeah. and then he's like, Hey, I'm glad I got initiated into the gang and you beat me up, but that not only hurt me physically, yeah. but also emotionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's crazy how endearing the crowd is to our truth. Um, not many people could pull off what our truth does. And Again, I don't know of our truth. I used to see him back in the day 
where he would do the what's up, soft, and all that. And then, like, do you remember him pre- talking to little Jimmy? Like, he had like an imaginary character on the side, but whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, he was, no, yeah. No. and but like, he has the crowd loves him. Yes. And anything he does, they eat up. And he could go out and, and do whatever the hell they asked him to do, and people would love it. And he just has that that staying power. Um, and what you're saying about truth about or about Damian Priest is true. So you can see him laughing. Like, he can't keep it in. And what I see there is that if you look at a lot of the factions in the WWE that have taken place over time, right? Like if you look at like DX, right? Or you look at some of these other factions, there was always a lighter side of things too, where, yeah, this faction would break character a little bit and do something out of the ordinary, right? To get laughs or whatever. And for the first time I'm watching this and I'm like, all right, like I, this is kind of like entertaining. Like, yes, it's not like oh, we run roll all rise and it's all serious all the fucking time. And it's like, all right, dude, we get your fucking stigma, right? Like, we get what you're doing. You're gonna come out. You're gonna tell everyone how you run WWE. We can't lose and all this other bullshit. Yada, 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 yada. And then our truth comes and puts in this perfect little wrinkle into Judgment Day, which, I, in my opinion, they were run. They are running fumes for me i'm like kind of mommy's the only one right now that i respect even though both those dudes hold titles and damien priest holds the money in the bank case like something has to something had to move like something had to go and and with what our truth is bringing it kind of refreshes the judgment day a little bit um and i'm i'm curious just to see how how this goes now like we had this match like Loser is out of the judgment day at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, they're like, look, you're still in the judgment day. Like, what now what happens with truth? So it's it's gonna be interesting because it's a cool little angle with judgment day that's not serious and will entertain. So kudos to those guys for sticking with the R Truth thing because I think it's a necessary wrinkle in in what the judgment day is doing right now instead of doing the, the bullshit that comes out every week and Right. So predi- we need so to predictable. switch it up a little bit and make, you know, like you're saying, our truth is such a lovable character. He's so endearing. The audience love him so much. And he's the perfect complement to the Judgment Day right now. Very similar to that of a Sami Zayn with the Bloodline last year and how he kind of brings that comedic yeah. relief yep. and makes the group as a whole more likable and more lovable and just makes you more invested in their story. And so when it goes forward, now you were invested because, man, I, I hope this were like, I like our truth. I want to see where this goes. And when they turn, it's like, oh my God, how can they do that to truth or whatever, you know, who, whatever ends up happening. But, you, you, you're like, oh, you're, you're just invested more. And but, he makes you more invested in Judgment Day. And it's a great combination. Similar to what we're saying, these opposites attract sometimes. It's, it's perfect. How how good is it that someone in creative, whether it was Triple H or somebody else, identified truth who we have not seen on television for quite some time and said, look, we need let's let's try this angle a little bit with with Judgment Day. Right. Like, let's add him to the fold, but not actually into the fold, you know, and keep him fringe like Judgment Day, have him, 
you know, like create this angle where he's almost mocking them. You know, it's just really genius writing, in my opinion, um, because it makes like I just said it five minutes, five seconds ago. It just makes them more relevant, more more entertaining uh, than the same old shtick that they they've had for the last ten months, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and adding people to factions is always something that's always been on top of people's minds. Like, Hey, like who's going to join the faction next. Right. And no one had our truth on that list at all. No. And what a comeback for him at the war games, PLE. And then right into that store, like perfect. Just kudos, man. We're giving a lot of praise to the creative tonight, but that's just, that, that was a great move. Like, to next week when they go or on or on day one, if they come out, I, I want to hear what truth has to say with them. I mean, I like I'm entertained. Like, okay, let's see this. It's great. Uh, He's got the truth's got the, the rings and the like the purple and all that. Yeah, thing. yeah. He looks the part. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> and so that's exciting stuff to see. Another group that I could see them doing that with in the future, another lovable group is kind of where I'd like to see that go. Is I'd love to see an Alpha Academy tied in. What maybe a guy from one of those groups? If at some point, I'm not saying like right now, but like maybe there's another hardcore faction in the future that gets a little comic relief from a lovable group like an Alpha Academy that helps elevate those guys into a real. Because like now real you quick. could have our truth in a real match and be like invested in it because you love our truth. Real quick. Um... Before we get to, I think our last topic, right? Do we yeah. have one more? Yep. What What do you make of the Alpha Academy and Chad Gable not wrestling it at all? He's I think been... they're protecting him. I think there's he's a guy that they are they don't want to have him losing too much right now. You know, they want to protect him. He won in NXT. Uh, I want to say a week or so ago, and it's just another one of those guys where. There's so much stuff that right now, unfortunately, it's not his time. And he's going to have to wait, I think, until we're through this run through WrestleMania. So we, and, we've we seen three weeks in a row where like, we think Chad Gable's wrestling and Tozawa comes out all three times. You know, he teams with Otis and he goes out and fights Ivar on his own. And Maybe there's an injury we don't know about, too. I don't yeah. know. Strange, because uh, I love watching him wrestle. He's he's so talented, and, and he's he was on a heater there for a little bit. And yeah, since the Gunther thing has has gone away, it's it's been kind of quiet. So yeah, just, I think they'll showcase him in the Rumble a little bit, and then uh, you know he'll get another showcase at at maybe Chamber or uh, uh, Mania. And I he's another one of those guys that I think isn't going to be in a main storyline until until after WrestleMania, unfortunately. I mean, anything can happen. Next week, maybe he'll get thrown into something and we'll be like, holy shit, this is great. But I just, I feel like him, the the Street Profits, the, you know, big, big Theory Wallers, Bronson, like these guys are waiting, baiting their time, taking their L's right now in hopes for the future of uh, legitimate story and because you never know when it's going to happen. Miz has been in a legitimate story now for the last month and a half. Our truth all of a sudden is in a major story. 
We'll see. And we talked about Royal Rumble. Maybe a Big E Langston comes back. I would love to see Big E come back. All right. Let's get to our final topic of the night. And then this is just a quick touch on. We've talked about these guys at length. We've mentioned them in the show. And I just want to touch on Miz and Gunther. Another incredible match. Miz has really... The, we're calling him right now, or at least I think in the text line, the king of the, the rebirth. This guy is always reinventing himself and making himself a legitimate guy in a major storyline. If it's not with LA Knight, if it's not the, you know, WrestleMania host, if he's not with Logan Paul, uh, you know, it's Gunther. It's, it's, it's just this guy's always doing whatever they ask him to do. He just steps up to the plate. He does it. And man, he hits a lot of home runs. And, I want to talk about that and the Creed brothers. The Creed brothers again in that match. I mean, we we've talked about it. Julius Creed has the physical potential. We're not so like we're not. We haven't seen enough of the mic skills or the storyline stuff to see where he could go physically. This guy could be a world champion. He is so impressive in the ring right now that it's must see TV. His match yet again out there with that tag championship match. And both of them are great. Both of the Creed brothers are great. And I just wanted to talk about these guys. And, Timmy, I don't want to go all night on these guys, but I just wanted to give Miz and Gunther kudos again. If you haven't checked out these matches from this past week, must see Miz versus Gunther, Creed brothers in their title match. Timmy, you go ahead. What would you like to say on these on these two? Just with... <laughs> I I mean, you say not to spend a lot of time on it, but like, well, you do your thing. I'm just saying, like, you know, no, no, I, I'm saying it doesn't do us justice by what Julius Creed can do athletically. Um, I said this last week. I said it again this week. Like the things that he's able to do at the size that he is is just it. it you can't explain it. Um, and we've never seen it it before. Like, look, we we've seen Kurt Angle do some insane things. Like, the guy was just an absolute just warrior in the in the ring. Like, the dude just had no like his motor would never die. And I would I would say that Kurt Angle would say the same thing about this guy, Julius Creed. Like, the guy just does not have a limit to to his athleticism and we're seeing things that he's doing and maybe he was doing an NXT. we've never seen i've never seen him before um until he got to the wwe but he's running and and like with in stride like go to the to the top turnbuckle doing a flip off onto the to the sidewalk onto the uh, concrete or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's doing kickoffs after every belly-to-back suplex. Um, it, the the other stuff that he does, too, is just, like, technically sound, too, in the ring. So, like, he's as complete of a wrestler as he is. He's also technically sound, like, doing fireman's carries, like just doing like the technical shit, like just on the mat. So he just brings such a different element. And I said, I said to, um, to you and the HJV that like, dude, this guy, 
his potential is just untapped. Like this, like there is no ceiling on this dude. He has the athleticism of a of a Logan Paul, almost like a ricochet, um, and he has the body of like a like a Randy Orton almost, right? He's that big. And it's like, dude, you combine both those things, you add Mike skills to this dude. I mean, he could be something in the future. Uh, I'm just going to leave it like that with the, with them. Brutus also is a, is a great wrestler. He's 280 pounds solid. Um, you know, I think the finishing move is dangerous, honestly, because it looks like they, he falls on, on the wrestler's head like every single time when they do that uh brutus ball or whatever it's called yeah um i mean they lost to the judgment day it looks like they're going to have a rematch probably at the rumble or at day one or whatever it's going to be but they need to they need to run that back or something like that because that was incredible um and then miz and gunther there's nothing to be sad about that like is bringing it every fucking time he goes out to the ring and um to match the intensity of gunther like gunther is the standard now gunther is it right and maybe <laughs> we're saying this right as just spectators right people that aren't even in the know i don't even know if the wrestlers love gunther style they might be like fuck i gotta wrestle this dude again like miz is in this in this the storyline with Gunther and he probably wants to get out of it because it's such a fucking brutal match every time. Um, but it puts you over. God, you know? dude. Everybody that's been in those matches have gotten their flowers like, dude, man, what a match. But the boot that, that Miz took from Gunther was, I, I thought he was out. I yeah. honestly thought he was fucking dead. <laughs> uh, and then the, the, the power slam yeah. To the lariat, the spinning lariat, then back to another power slam. I mean, I mean, when they said he's throwing him around like a rag doll at that point, it really was like, man, funny. it looked like Miz was out on his feet a little bit there. You know what I love too? That little segment there where where you know he's on the ground, he's on his knees, and he's looking up at Guther and he's like, Come on. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yes, like yes. let's go, Miz. Miz. Like, like it's just you get like wrapped up in those moments like where you know it's it hurts yeah oh yeah those things hurt and he's like you know what fuck this i'm doing it i'm doing it for the crowd i'm doing it for you know the applause for the entertainment like that's when you know these these guys are true entertainers when they really and you say it all the time you they you want to see them lay it in like that's a dude that has a passion for the business like even they're all yeah they're all like yeah. the Miz, you know his backstory. Like he always wanted to be a wrestler. He was the real, real world guy. And he used to do his character on the real world, and then you know went through development. And the guy just worked his ass off to be where he's at. Um, maybe did he have a leg up because he was a reality star? Probably right. Like, but like still- a Logan Paul is very much successful in social media. Little similarities yeah. there. Obviously not as big. And I loved Miz's line of. The only thing that, you know, the only entertaining thing about you is that belt that you carry around, you know? And so once you lose that, you'll have nothing. I was like, all right, good for you, Miz. And just this guy again, just putting it out there. And, man, all the credit in the world to him. And I want to say, you know, and this, Timmy, 
this is going to be a hot take I'm going to clip for uh, the TikTok, but they're not going to know that I'm saying that. So let me let me do this rant real quick. This is going to be for TikTok views, for little insider information for this. Julius Creed right now is the best professional wrestler in the world. In ring, there is nobody better than Julius Creed. He's better than everyone else in the professional wrestling business in the world. Better than Will Ospreay, better than Kenny Omega, better than Roman Reigns, better than he is got it all from top to finish. The look in ring, the mat skills, high flying. Julius Creed is the best in the world today. How do you think that was, Timmy? You think that'll get some views? It probably will. <laughs> that's just a that's just a little little hot take. Do I necessarily agree with that? I don't know. Gunther might be the best in the world today, but man, Julius Creed is is in HJB, and I think I don't know if you both said it, but on the on the text line, best athlete in WWE today. We are certainly what a fun time to be wrestling fans. What a fun time to be listening to Jabroni Drive. I can't Another wait. Great episode. I can't wait to give out our awards next week, Tom. Next week, big episode. We're going to be going the match of the year, the wrestler of the year, the PLE of the year, some of our greatest moments from the show. Be we sure got to Logan, check Paul, it out. Logan Paul in studio to accept his his award for his Jabroni best, Award. Best, the Jabroni for best new wrestler. The Golden the Jabroni. <laughs> Timmy, anything you want to say to all the Schmidt Lavellites before we sign off? Um, no. Uh, I, do I have a catchphrase for this or not? When you're when you listen to Jabroni Drive, you're a Jabroni. Oh yeah. For life. We love you. Thank you for listening. New episodes every week. Be sure to follow us on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Available on Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, and TikTok. We love you. Till next week. Mwah.